Good evening, Bill. Good evening, Stanley. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the BS Car Guys podcast. It's been a minute, and we're back. Yep, I ain't seen you in Coon Days. If you don't know what Coon Days means, ask your country friend. You can, I, you, that's not, that's, you can't, I can't, I don't have, I'm not allowed to say anything when you say stuff like that. That's not nice. I, what do you, I don't you know put, what. You put me in an awkward position. I don't know what, the where, where that term came from. Well, I'm sure it's a bad place because, you know. <laughs> I mean, it sounds, it sounds racist as all get out is what it sounds. Yeah. All get out. We know what we should come up. We should do a podcast <laughs> not about cars, about all the little slangs and sayings. Good and, grief! That that uh, I don't know. We it might be our longest podcast to date if it, we did that. Uh, I said something at uh at our men's group the other day. Uh, actually, it was a couple months ago. I said uh, you got to put it where the goats can get it, and everybody looked at me like what. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> where the goats can get it. What the heck? Oh, and man. Was like, and so I had to explain that, which it was, it was, yeah, yeah we, we should do that one day. We should do that one day. But anyway, like Bill said, you know, we have uh, been moving and shaking and running around and, you know, uh, all types of things. I think we did everything. We traveled, we worked hard. We, uh, I don't, do we have fun somewhere? I there? mean, I'm pretty sure I had a day <laughs> in there where I had a good time. I had some days in there where I know I did not have a good time, but I had some days in there where I had a good time. Yeah. For yeah, sure. Yeah. But, you know, we always got to come back and uh, talk and, yeah, I kind of missed your face a little bit. Oh, that's so sweet. I missed yours, too. And your hair got, like, two inches longer since the last time we recorded, so. Uh, probably. I don't know. Uh, or you, you might have got extensions. I did not get extensions. I have no idea how my hair is growing at 40, 45 plus. If we're just going to leave that 45 <laughs> plus. It's like Disney plus. You, you're you're uh, massaging some soul glow in every night, aren't you? Be honest. Yeah. For for the longest time. Do, when do I was they a kid, still make soul glow? Do you know what? I have no idea. And I guarantee you there is one person on here that just sung the song. In the <laughs> 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 Hey, listen, listen, I'm going to just say this, you know, back in the day when we were in the Marine Corps and when we, we had to have short hair all the time, um, when you knew you were going to have some time off, being able to just go a couple weeks without getting a haircut was a real special treat. So one time when, when we were at CAX, uh, shout out 29 bombs, um, when we were getting ready to come back, (laughs) Mr. Mr. Mike Thomas was like, I'm going to pick up some soul glow so my hair can grow out because I'm going to take some time <laughs> off. And all of us white people were like, I don't, I don't know what that is. What, what's that about? <laughs> and he's like, Oh, this, this stuff will make your hair grow. So we was like, well, let me get some of that, bro. I put it in my hair. Like the night before we were going to get up the next morning at Oh, dark 30 and get on the plane coming home. And you didn't have time to shower or nothing. And let me tell you, that stuff is specifically formulated to assist in the growth of African-American hair, not so much white boy from the South hair. And <laughs> I don't know how it simultaneously made my hair greasier than the floor of the kitchen of a KFC 
and my scalp as dry as the desert of 29 Palms, but it did it. My hair was greased up and my head was itching. That whole flight back was miserable. And all I could think was, darn you, Mike Thomas, tricking me into (laughs) using your African-American products in my hair. So I've got a special place in my heart for Soul Glow. Man, uh, there is, we had a whole conversation at work one day about differences in hair and between white hair and black hair and and, and Asian hair. Cause I, I, yeah, I think Jay was in the room. It was, it was, it was so dumb. It was so dumb. But anyway, y'all didn't come <laughs> here to hear about hair products. Y'all came here to uh, talk about, hear us yap about cars. Yes, um, let's do that. that. Let's talk about cars. Uh, we will eventually get to uh, uh, what we uh, intentionally uh, wrote down to talk about uh, all these new mid-sized trucks that are out here. But there have been a couple of news stories that have happened since the last time we talked. And I want to talk to my good friend Bill about it. So the first thing let's, is... Let's do that. So Toyota Motor Company did a thing, right? They released a whole bunch of new vehicles. They released like... They have released like seven new vehicles this year. They first of all, are on a roll. But the one in particularly that I would like to discuss is the brand new Lexus GX. I yes. we talked about this briefly. Yes, and I'm gonna say my thing because I know something that you did, and I was just I need explanation for it. But so. My initial opinion of it without seeing it in person and seeing it in real life is I kind of like it, man. I kind of dig it. I kind of, matter of fact, I kind of saw you in it when I saw it, when the first time I seen it. I was like, <laughs> man, I was like, that is a bill vehicle right there. It is rugged ish, it's rugged enough, I believe, and it is fancy enough. Yes, I could see Bill in this vehicle. But now go ahead and tell me how much you hate it. Because this is how I usually do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so I experienced a range of emotions um, upon the release of this unveiling of this vehicle. Um, and I, I, I went from the highest of highs to the most of frustrated to back excited again. And, and I'll walk you through that process. So okay. I, I too am excited about the way it looks. I think it looks great. I think they nailed the styling. Um, yes. I think it's, it's, it's boxy in all the right ways. Um, yeah. Real quick. The fact yeah, I, I, I saw a comment. I think it was today, yesterday. Somebody said it didn't look Lexus-y enough. And I was like, and it looks awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, um, to me, it looks great, and I, I love that their kind of unveil color is brown. That's cool, yep. too, because we love a brown vehicle, um, and tan is brown. Um, but but anyway, um, I also was extremely excited, and I know this isn't on purpose. It's just it was a we weren't ready yet situation, but I was extremely excited. That is not a stupid hybrid drivetrain. It is just a good old fashioned gasoline engine. That's it. It's not electric. It doesn't have extra batteries. It doesn't have a mild hybrid weird thing. It's just a vehicle. 
and it makes me so happy. And my prediction is, is that this first year release of this vehicle from a collector car standpoint will become the model year that everybody see, is looking for in the years to come. Because as soon as it becomes a hybrid, it will be a piece of junk in my mind. And it, and it stops being um, the off-road, get-out-and-explore vehicle that people want it to be. Because now you've added a lot of complexity to a system that's, you know, really should be able to be fixed with a guy with a hammer and a bag of zip ties in the middle of, you know, public game lands in Colorado or something. So anyway, I was super excited about that. And I was excited they have this over trail version of it. That's sort of the more off road out the gate capable one. But then I realized Lexus has made a, a terrible oversight. Okay. Um, I, was, and that, I was waving. I was waving. For and this, this is, this is where, this is where we went downhill quickly. I realized watching a couple of videos and then reading the stuff on the Lexus website mm-hmm. that this overtrail model is a five seat only vehicle. There is no third row option for the overtrail. Hmm. Now th- this is now I understand the logic in it, right? You've got two things going on in the back. One, you're marketing this vehicle more towards the outdoorsy lifestyle people. So you know that they're going to want to carry more gear in the back. So why sell them back seats? I get that. The other thing that's going on back there is that the overtrail does have an optional locking rear differential. So maybe you've got some additional stuff under the back end of the vehicle that makes it a little more complicated. So maybe you you, you don't have the the sheet metal space for the rear floor to be lower and accommodate a seat. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. making an assumption there, but this is my problem with it. The more I thought about it, the more I stewed on it, the more Mm -hmm. I realized that what Lexus is doing is they're cutting their own feet from out, out from under them. Because this, while this is the land cruiser Prada in the rest of the world, and it will be a Toyota product here in the U S it's the only version of a land cruiser we're going to get right now. Um, there's still talks and it's using the land cruiser chassis. Um, however, I feel very strongly that this is a good look at what the next forerunner is going to look like from Toyota. Now the next forerunner is due to be unveiled soon. Right. Mm-hmm. I think selling an overtrail version as a five seat only steps onto TRD Pro territory, where in a forerunner there's never going to be an off road version with a third row seat. So you you're making your customers choose between a Lexus for off road and a forerunner for off road. And you're not giving them a significant amount of feature differences, just price tag differences. So I felt like it was a mistake. And so I reached out to Lexus and I got in contact um, with their 
what is her title? It is, she's like head media contact for Alexis. Um, her name is Kelsey soul and she mm-hmm. was pretty good to respond back to me. Uh, I asked those questions. She didn't bother answering any of them, but she did send me over some press release packets, um, via email that I could access They had some cool pictures that I could download in high resolution and video content, as well as Lexus's internal recording of the launch. Um, But again, none of those addressed my specific questions or concerns. Um, But once it gave me access to that Toyota um, press page, I was able to click on the links and follow it over to Toyota's and see some pretty cool stuff about the newly launched Tacoma. So there you go. All right. Cool. So you reached out to Lexus. They didn't ask you questions. I don't know why you thought you, they was going to ask you questions, but you know, you tried. Uh, I, try, I, I tried my best. I disagree with you a little bit. And um, I know you, uh, because of our schedules, you have been uh, a little bit out of the news cycle. I am pretty sure I heard this week and I will double check it, and we will um, we can reconvene on this. But um, when, especially if if it's con- when it's confirmed, either way, I heard that um, I can't remember the source right now. I think it was Model One, but anyway, that the the Land Cruiser is coming back and it's going to be based on the GX. And well, they're going to be the same. They're going to be based on each other. I think it, in all reality, the GX is based on the Land Cruiser. From, but you, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, the GX five fifty is is on a modified version of the current three hundred series Land Cruiser chassis. And yes, I also read the same thing that Toyota is very strongly working through bringing the Land Cruiser back to the U.S. market. Um, But nothing is confirmed, and they haven't said if that's going to be as the 300 series or if there's going to be a newer version and if the 300 is going to be a short cycle. Um, I think Toyota is not going to rush it, and I think it'll be a five-year cycle on the 300 series. So I think it'll be 27 before we see a Land Cruiser back in the U.S., um, at the earliest, and by that point, it'll probably either be uh, hydrogen electric or fully electric, and it's not going to matter to true enthusiasts. So, I disagree with you. I think it's. I think the. Uh, I I believe that the uh, the Land Cruiser is going to be uh, offered. Is going to be essentially what this is with a Toyota badge on it and offers the seven feet con- uh, seven seat configuration and all its lineups and all its things and all its packages and all its trims. But my thing, when I heard that news, I was like, okay, so what are you going to do with the Forerunner? And I was like, okay, so that means you're going to use the, 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 the Tacoma chassis and t- to use the, to do the Forerunner. But the, ton, the, the Tacoma chassis is closely related to the the Tundra chassis. That would make it bigger. I'm, I, and I'm I'm a little confused. <laughs> I'm just a little confused. Uh, but I do think uh, I, I think the the when it when it's all said and done, and obviously we hopefully we stay around. I'm not to see it 
come to fruition. I think that the Forerunner is going to be more closely related to the Tundra and use its engines and its, its powertrain setups set uh, while the Land Cruiser will use the GXs. So hmm. that's, that's my prediction. Interesting. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I don't, cause I, I just didn't understand. It's like, oh, so Toyota's going to come out with these new powertrains, and the only place they're going to use them is the Tundra. That don't makes. I don't think that's going to work. Uh, well, I don't think that's what they're doing. You know what I mean? Yep. Unless unless they offer a less powerful dang on land cruiser, which that ain't going to work either. I mean, you wouldn't think so. Of course, if it was left to the overlanding, off-roading, and enthusiast community, then the Land Cruiser would be offered in a V8 or diesel with a manual option. That's what yes. people that's what people want. Who yes. actually uh, use those vehicles for those things. They don't want a yes. hybrid. They don't want to plug in EV. They they don't want those things because they're not as reliable off-grid. I I agree with you. Uh that's that's what uh, um, I gotta come up with a good term for this. The bill crowd, that ain't gonna work. I gotta come no, up with that. No, that ain't gonna work. I don't have a crowd. You like people sometimes. The people in your ilk, the offloaders, I I do agree with you. They don't want the hybrid. But to be honest, I don't I don't think it's enough. It may not be enough for you guys out there to to to. They got to sell that vehicle to more than just you guys. You know, it, it just ain't enough. It's like me. It's like us wanting daggone manuals. We want manuals. We see the value in manuals, which is about to be the next, the next news story I'm about to talk about. But when a car company comes out with a manual, let's say Genesis, like when they came up with a GV70 and they had a manual, then nobody bought it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... Sometimes I think somebody uh, I was talking to a guy, uh, a guy who's in the market looking for a car right now, which I wish he would not be in the market looking for a car. Uh, he needs to wait about our, eight more months. Yeah, uh, our enthusiast brain some kind of, sometimes take over, and we kind of think that you know the rest of the market sees these vehicles the way we see them, and that just we we are we are a niche crowd. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, yeah. But we are. Anyway, I agree. So, I agree. We are a niche crowd. I don't disagree with that. And you know, I to be honest, I want them to put a V8 in there for you, but you know, just cause so you can have a vehicle that you that you can maybe buy a new vehicle again one day. But uh I don't know if that's gonna I, happen. I don't foresee me buying a new vehicle. Um something very drastic is gonna have to change before I'm willing to consider ever buying a new vehicle again well i i will be in the new vehicle market again i, I hopefully um uh, next little news story that came up this one probably won't take so long so we get to the uh the rest of these things won't shouldn't take so long so we can get to the meat and potatoes of this all right um have you seen the Scirocco rebuilt card that everybody's talking about right right now yes how do you feel? How, how you like it? I mean, I love the Scirocco. I think it's a gorgeous car. I wish we got it in the U.S. So, I'm I'm okay with it. No complaints I, here. I like I like Scirocco's and stuff too. I still think they're they're making it's on everybody's channel. 
everybody. Yeah, everybody's. Yeah, somebody like, somebody was smart. I was like, man, I was like, this car, I, I, I like the car, but should it be all y'all should drive it? This car that's for sale on Cars and Beards right now? <laughs> it is interesting. It is interesting, to say the least, um, that everybody got it at the same time. Um, BMW and Volkswagen dropping manuals. Did you see that? I did not. So uh, BMW, is particularly BMW M and um, the next Golf and, and uh, some other Volkswagen products will not have manuals anymore. Uh, BMW is going to go that up to one more reason why I won't be buying a new car anytime soon. Because uh, my next car, whatever it is, will have a manual transmission. No questions uh, about it. The next time I spend money on a car, whether it's a 70-year-old car, a 20-year-old car, or a one-year-old, one-day-old car, it will have a manual transmission. It's the only vehicle I'm buying next. It's, uh, it's just, it's settled. Settled. It's known, Khaleesi. So, yeah, uh, BMW <laughs> is not going to go with a, uh, a, a dual clutch. They're going to go to a torque. Uh, uh, oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um, see, you, as soon as I start talking about stuff, I, I forget what I'm going to say. Uh, I'm, I'm horrible. Anyway, they, they were not going to use a dual clutch. They're going to use a traditional manual. How about that? That's the best way to say it. Easiest gotcha. way to say it. Gotcha. Uh, Don't you wish BMW still made like really genuinely exciting, accessible cars? I wish they did. I I miss those days. You know what? I was doing a, I did a little thing, right? And I was like, man, you know, we complain a lot about cars and how much they cost. And I, I uh, threw in a little calculator that I found a lot. I can't even remember what it was. When you put in money for you seen how much a BMW costs? Yes. Yeah. The crazy thing is, it kind of lines up. I don't like it, but (laughs) 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 the numbers, you know, I was like, I think I did it with like a Honda Legend because I I was watching a, a Acura Legend. I was watching a, a Motor Trend, a Motor Week uh, classic throwback retro video, and they said the price. And I was like, "Huh, that car was kind of expensive." And then oh, I yeah. looked at, and then I threw it in there because you know it was an Acura, so it should have been BMW Mercedes money. So I was like, "Man, that's right." And then I I did the little calculator. And I was like, "Oh, the new ones do cost like sixty thousand dollars." And then I start playing around with it. It's like. Man, these numbers actually kind of add up. I don't like this. I feel like my stepdad back in the day that didn't understand that shoes cost more than ten dollars. <laughs> like, I, ain't, I ain't paying more than ten dollars for no shoes. I was like, uh, it is nineteen ninety. Shoes cost more than ten dollars now. <laughs> right, right. We're not buying PF flyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, the uh, the. I guess if something else come up, we we we'll hit that up. But uh, let's hit the meeting between this, but before we get a little uh, too far deep. But hey, speaking of which, did uh, uh did she get her car back? Do we have an update on the on the uh, Maki? I have not heard an update. No, I need to check with her, but I have not heard an update. Yeah, I, I saw one. I, I see. I drive past her husband's office. Uh-huh. Um a couple times a week and 
sometimes she goes to visit and I have not seen it. But that's okay. not a that's not a one hundred percent guaranteed indicator of whether or not there's an update. I should reach out to her and get an update. Okay, cool. Do that. All right. So uh, the meat and potatoes of what we planned on talking about uh, the, this week was uh, all these mid-sized trucks that are uh, essentially or pretty much almost all the ones that people buy are new. So <laughs> uh, yes. Well, and that's so, where, I mean, at the moment, that market is on fire. There's yes. a lot of growth. And before, listen, so before we get into all of the new hotness that's out there, uh-huh. I, I, I only have one question, and I think it's the most important question. What was that? Where are you at, Dodge? Oh, that was a story that happened. Where are you at, Ram? That's the question that is on the minds of everyone when we're talking mid-sized trucks. Where are you at, small good. Ram, Ram pickup? Good. That's, that's good that you brought that up because I, I completely forgot about that because that was a news story in our hiatus as well. The Ram Ramp, uh, I think they call it Rampage. Yeah. They uh, introduced a uh, new mid-sized truck. Uh, it is... I think it's about to go sell in South America, and it absolutely has an American flag in the uh, in the tail lights and stuff. And um, I pushed. They did a press conference, and without saying that it was, yes, please Google it. Without saying that it was, essentially said that it was coming to the states. I have no idea mm. what the power trade and none of that stuff is, but yeah. I I think it's a hybrid. I have no idea, to be honest. Uh, but if it's if it's for sale in South America they, uh, and other, it, pro- it probably well, at least there it isn't. Uh, let's see. I'm reading a story on it right now. <laughs> it's using the uh, hurricane engine, 270 horsepower, 295 uh, pound feet of torque. It's so in the Wrangler. Yeah. Yeah, it's Turbo Four. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they are saying that I, there's a chance it'll be an EV also. Yeah, be honest, business wise, that kind of makes sense. I ain't yeah. it, but I don't really, it I don't sense. really like it. I mean, I just now seen it for the first time in some like spy photos, but not really. It's not my favorite. It looks like a really weirdly shrunk Ram fifteen hundred. It does. It does. Okay. I thought that I thought that was a, a, a poor effort. Hopefully you get a little bit of styling update, but you know, the way that company goes, it won't. Uh, <laughs> All right. So let's uh, let's talk about some of these mid-sized trucks. So by my count, there are 37. There are seven uh mid-sized trucks uh, on the market right now. I didn't go to trims. I got You're making a weird face. Well, I got nine. Well, well, that's what that's why we do this. <laughs> yes. Um, and of my seven, four of them are all new or about to come to the market, leaving uh, two that got ref- one that is relatively new to the market, one that got ref- refreshed last year, and one that's uh, is predicted to get refreshed next year. Uh, 
So that makes that about my count and estimates and weights and measures that uh, this is probably the hottest market besides mid-size SUVs on the in, in America right now. Uh, the, yeah, these I, think, be, I, I would agree with you. Yeah, they uh, there's a lot of money being put into mid-size trucks right now, which also which kind of makes sense because. I, I have said for the longest time that half of these guys, half of these people out here driving F one fifties and Ram fifteen hundreds and Silverados and stuff, uh, they would be better served just driving a Honda Civic because they don't get them dirty, they don't do nothing truck like with them, or if they still want a bed, they just go get a Honda because it just would save them money. But you know, anyway. Yes. Uh, uh, but yeah, so there's a lot of money being pushed in this, and the new entries into the uh, into this foray are from Chevrolet and Ford and GMC and Toyota, which is the newest entry. Yep. And the three old the three old guys is the Honda, the Jeep, and the Nissan. And um, why we decided to talk about this is because we knew Toyota was going to unveil their the new Tacoma while we were out, and we know how much you love Toyota products. I like Toyota products. So my first question is, how did you feel about the the, uh, the, the Tacoma? Um, I'm not sure I could have been more disappointed. You're going to give the only decent engine is going to be a hybrid only. You're not going to give me a single larger engine option. And what's up with that front air dam on everything other than the two most off-roady trim levels? It's the ugliest front end I've ever seen on a pickup truck. <laughs> Why? Who wants a pickup truck where your approach angle is the same as a Toyota Prius? What What are they thinking? Like, I, you didn't need to take people to Hawaii to show them the ugliest front of a truck they've ever seen. I mean, I guess if you'd have just stuck it in a parking lot in Detroit, people would have been like, boy, that sure is ugly. But if you take them to Hawaii, they're like, sure is nice out here in this field full of mud puddles. Does that truck look weird to you? I don't know. Hey, look, that guy's cutting coconuts. And then maybe you're distracted. So maybe that was the plan. I don't know. Good job, Toyota. I think I kind of like it. So this is something that um, I, I occur, <laughs> occurred to me the other day. I was going down the road and I, I, I came up on an F-150 Lightning, not a mid-size uh -huh. truck. Yep. But a full-size truck that's, that's fully electric. Mm -hmm. Have you looked at the rear suspension? Yes. On an F-150 Lightning? Yes. And how complicated it is and how just jumbled junk piled it looks to try to squeeze all that stuff in there because of how incredibly overweight that truck is and how complicated it is. I, it gave me anxiety thinking about how complicated the, the underside of that truck is. I, I just... Every time I heard a noise, I would think, oh, there's $15,000. I just, something's coming apart and it's $15,000. That's all I would think about driving that truck all the time. I mean, you literally have to be made out of money. So when I see a Tacoma and I think, 
okay, here's a small lightweight truck that people like to buy and beat on and have a great time adventure off-roading in. Oh, but guess what? We have made it basically a hybrid only, and it's mechanically so much more complicated that the first time you ford a creek in it, half your truck's going to stop working and it's going to cost you $7,000 right out the gate. Why would they think people want that? I cannot, I don't want to be a negative Nancy because there's some of these trucks that I really like. This terrible decision by Toyota, terrible decision by Toyota. They don't look bad, terrible decision. From a mechanical engineer standpoint, terrible decision. That's my opinion. That's your opinion. I'm not mad at how it looks. That white one, that white one looks really good. I like it a lot. That's in all the press photos. I couldn't care less about the ridiculous bed rack thing, special edition trail hunter. What I couldn't care less about it. That just looks, it looks like the guy that I see parked at the gym who has never once driven off road. That's, that's who's buying that truck. 100% 100% that's who's buying that truck. Um, but the white one I'm not mad at. I just think that it was the worst decision Toyota could have made to to get away from its ability to be rugged and actually off-roadable. I kind of agree with you. When I say kind of agree with you, I mean mostly agree with you. I think there's a caveat, though. Remember how we were just having that uh, conversation about, you know, the way we the way we view a vehicle versus the way uh, the general public views a vehicle. Oh yeah, no. Listen, I'm not. I, I agree with that sentiment completely. That 98 percent of the people who buy these trucks are morons and are okay with Toyota's decision to do this. All that does, though, is support my claim that this was a really stupid decision. The fact that those people who have no common sense about what it does to their vehicle to add a bunch of weight ineffectively with not much horsepower gain in the sake of sounding cool because it's a hybrid um, and then couldn't care less about what it does to complicate the vehicle's mechanics. Yeah, I, that all that does is further my point. Those people are stupid, and it's an equal graded scale as the decision-making process in Toyota. Because probably the people who made those decisions are the same kind of people who would rush out and buy this truck. Yeah, so uh, the, 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 the so the further my point was, or say this in, uh, in non, non-bill speak is, uh, not bill, not, I can't say that, that ain't the right way. The people who the people who buy most of them trucks are are not going to get them dirty. They want it for the look. They want it for the, the, the and for you, the person. To be honest, I wouldn't think you would want the TRD Pro one. If no. you had to buy one of them, you would buy SR5 with the manual, right? If if it yeah if it had a if it had a good engine yeah I would that's yeah. right. It's a turbo it's a turbo four but you know not the V6. Right. But uh, you you would but look at the truck. With the it's bank. a truck. You, you want would... as much towing capacity and torque as you can get. It's a truck. That's what you mm-hmm. should be. That should be your number, at least number two or three criteria in purchasing a truck. You should walk into the dealership and say, 
can I please see the torque numbers um, and the towing capacity and um, how hard is it going to be for me to fix it on the side of the road when something goes wrong? That those should be your time. It's a truck. It is, it is a tool. It is meant to work. If, if I'm making a comparison to firearms, it is a revolver. It should be simple. It should never not work. And it should be a little messy and cumbersome. So, so it should be a 357 Magnum and that's it. That's, that's all you should get out of a truck. You should I, never want it to be a Prius. It, it should, it should never be a, an, an FN. I don't know. I'm just guessing at stuff here at this point, but my, <laughs> my analogy is kind of off the rails, but my point is it should be simple and nearly indestructible. Everything about this makes me think it is neither of those. I, again, I kind of, I still kind of agree with you. I, I just also, I think we are, we are not, or you are not the primary audience. Nope, I'm not. They don't care about me anymore. Yeah. And to be honest, uh, to be honest, the truck that fits you the most is the truck that is probably the truck that you like the least. I don't know about that. Let's let's keep going through the list because let's see what's next. Let's move on from the uh, Toyota. All right. So the Toyota is brand new. The uh, the Chevy Colorado is brand new. In, in the fact, way- the Toyota is so new that we don't have pricing all on it yet. Right. We don't have yeah. all the info. So we'll have to come back and talk about the Toyota uh, more in a future episode when when there's more information. Um, and but yeah, yeah, also but in, yeah. The, in the middle. In the middle of that, if you if you missed it all and, and when Bill was in rant mode, uh, the Toyota will come with a, a, a 2.4 liter turbocharged uh, motors only on their uh, low end and the high end. It will be a 2.4 liter turbocharged hybrid, uh, making a total of 362 horsepower and 465 foot pounds of torque. Um, in the uh, TRD Sport and TRD Pro spec, uh, the uh, so I guess the other new trucks. The I guess we can talk about both these at the same time. See how they're essentially the same truck. It's a Chevy Colorado and the GMC Canyon. Uh, oh yeah, also they expect the price range from the Diagon Toyota to be somewhere around about twenty eight thousand dollars to around about fifty thousand dollars. But we don't like Bill said we don't have the the real numbers on them yet. Um, right, right. So, so the next one come up, I guess, uh, the GM Twins, uh, the Chevy Colorado GMC Canyon. Uh, uh, they come with a, only one engine and varying levels of horsepower, a 2.7 liter turbocharged in line four, which they already use in uh, their full-size trucks, which I still, anyway, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Uh, max it out in his in his top level of high outputness at 310 horsepower and 430 foot pounds of torque, and at his lowest 237 and 260. Um, but you can't get the the low output motors in the GMCs because you know GMC is fancy. Uh, right. Any initial thoughts? Uh, uh, the way I did my spreadsheet, so I I, I built a spreadsheet. I sent it to Bill, and I only. Put the, the I put the base trims and the most expensive trim, and then a trim if I thought it was important. So uh, I know Bill brought up some of uh, he brought up some to me when we were talking about this a little bit about the uh, the ZR2 Bison, correct? 
Yeah, yeah. So the AEV Bison edition is not out yet. Um, yeah. You can't you can't configure that option currently. Yeah. On on the Chevy website, you can only do just the ZR2 four wheel drive. Um, yeah. So that that actually keeps the price down a little when you compare it to the GMC. Um, I, I built and priced both of them. Now I really like the um, the Bison. I think it's really cool and it it has the potential to be my favorite out of these, but since it's not out yet, I'll be honest with you. The GMC is the one I would have. The AT4X? Yes. All right, so the AT4X is supposed to start at 55, $55,000. I maxed one out with everything. I'm talking bumpers, bed rack, winch, <laughs> underbody protect. I put every flipping thing on there i thought i might want and it's sixty six thousand dollars sixty six thousand dollars for a mid-size truck that is well, still the shocker no we ain't got to the shocker yet oh okay my bad all that, right so that is a that that is a reasonable economy car <laughs> compared to a couple of the vehicles on the list i'm just gonna okay. say it Okay, so at the lowest of the GMs is uh thirty three thousand nine hundred ninety five dollars starting at, uh you probably never find it, and that's the work truck. And then, like Bill said, right as of right now, the most expensive of uh, the most expensive of them is the AT four X, at the, the starting at fifty five five, and Bill built one to sixty seven thousand dollars. So what I think is the most interesting in that the one that will fit my thing the most is the is the Denali, which is actually nice this time because the last can denali sucked so <laughs> this one actually yeah you nice you would time. be yeah i would see you driving the the denali for sure yeah i am the i am the dude that is i'm not first of all i'm not buying a truck second of all i'll just borrow yours second of all uh there you go there you go yeah, yeah. and so i'm the dude that you complain about because i'm not buying this truck if i need a truck i'm just gonna go rent a truck I'm not spending sixty thousand dollars for something I'm gonna use twice a year. Sure, just not. No, me. You're, I mean, it's a good <laughs> point. It's a really good point. Um, next new entry is uh, Ford Ranger. Uh, XL is wrap. Uh, just. I mean, that's really the only one worth talking about is the Raptor. Oh, uh, so we're not going to talk about. Why, I don't know why I'm basically even talking about the other ones. I mean, it it comes with. Three different engine options, the two, all of them turbocharged, the 2.3 liter, the 2.7 liter, the 3 liter turbocharged, uh, starting at so, somewhere around $32,000. Raptor is supposedly start at 55, 365. I built uh, a Raptor with the options I would be interested in, and it is $59,000. It's a value, but but here's the thing. I am. Are you sure? 59? Yeah. That was it? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's comparable to the GMC. Of course, I didn't put a winch on it because it wasn't an option from Ford because Ford's so stupid about their options. But um, let me just say that this, this I'm just going to say this. This is the reason, to your earlier point, everybody's driving around in Ram 1500s and Chevy Silverados and F-150s when they probably could be driving something smaller. This is the reason. I bought a, at the time, year and a half old 
F-150 with pretty low mileage. Um, First of all, you need to define pretty low mileage in your book because I don't think that's the same. It's the same definition in everybody else's book. But go ahead. 38,000? Okay, that's decent. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, it was, let's call it two years old with with 40,000 miles on it. So I bought that truck with every option ticked. I mean, every option on a Lariat you could get. It was it was probably two grand more expensive than a King Ranch because the guy bought every option you could get on a Lariat. And it was six, seven thousand dollars cheaper than this truck. That's the reason you're seeing everybody driving F-150s. You cannot tell me that this little Ranger Raptor that's small is worth seven grand more than a two-year-old reasonably low mileage, fully loaded, heated and cooled seats, F-150. It's just not that that's my problem with this truck. And and a lot of these trucks that we're talking about tonight is because of the demand, the prices are stupid. I agree with you that the prices are stupid. I will challenge you on the actually it's not a challenge. It's just a point. It is worth more to the person who just who want to get a Ranger Raptor and drive on pavement all every day long and because he thinks it, it makes him look cool. Yes, I, I don't disagree. <laughs> I don't disagree that that um, mental illness is a real problem. We have a, <laughs> like we we have a lot of that in society currently. There are a lot of mental health issues. I'm not disagreeing with that at all. I'm just saying, do your research. Think about Vanity how much money thing. you're spending Vanity. for something. I mean, you think, Vanity you think about, is a thing. You think about it. it. Volkswagen came out with a Passat, which I, in my, in my opinion, was a perfectly well-adjusted, well-suited for the American market sedan. Yes. And then they came, and then they came out with the CC and the R, later, which later became the RTI. Yes. And the Arteon and the CC was like five, six thousand dollars more just because it was prettier. And I don't even know if it's actually prettier. Yeah, just because it was prettier. I mean, yeah. uh, the, these coupe SUVs, they cut half the utility off it and they charge you five thousand dollars more. Yes. No, I get I mean, you're right. Like, like I said, mental illness <laughs> is a real problem. Okay, so um, what are we going to talk about next? And listen, I don't. Right. The, the Ranger is not a bad looking truck. The interior is not terrible. Um, I like that it's not a bunch of hybrid drivetrains, but I just don't know. I think there are so many options in the F one fifty market. I think I'd be hard pressed to buy a Ranger unless I wanted a cool off roady truck and I lived somewhere where I had to park in a parking garage. Um, if I had to buy a Ranger, I would go with the Lariat trim and and put all the stuff on it. Unless there was some kind, is there a platinum trim for that? I don't think there is. No, but, uh, there's not. La- there's just a Lariat. There's a there's like a base and XLT and a yeah. Lariat, and then the yeah. the Ranger Raptor. Yeah, on my list, I got XL, the Lariat, and Raptor. Uh, 
It was weird. Uh, the craziest part about that is uh, of it has the it has the smallest motor that you can get in any of these trucks in it with the yeah. with the two point three liter turbo. But that's kind of a proven ish engine. I mean, they use it. Oh, they've put it in everything. That's for yeah. sure. And the other two engines are kind of old. To, uh, old. They are. They are um, seasoned. I want to say right. old. There you go. They're there seasoned. you go. But now keep in uh, mind the the Raptor is a three liter EcoBoost, so it is a little yeah. bigger engine. Yeah, it is a little bit. It is a little bigger. I to be honest, what what's what's the motor? What's the motor in the 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 Turbo Six in the in the Raptor the F one fifty Raptor? Is it a three liter? Mm, no, I think it's a three point five or a three point seven. Okay. Okay, I just couldn't remember off the top of my head. You know trucks way better than me. Um, I don't know them that well. Not new ones, but yeah. I think it's a bigger displacement. Yeah. All right, so the next uh, uh, the next oldest truck on there, because all those trucks are new. We kind of went in order from uh, newness. Uh, the Frontier, which got redesigned last year. Um, I like it. It's the cheapest. Uh, it is. It, actually, it is. Technically, it is the cheapest because we don't know how much the SR is going to cost right now. Yes. So, um, if the SR comes out, the the come SR comes out, and it is twenty eight thousand dollars, which is which is what they expect it to cost ish right now, it would be it would undercut the Frontier by a thousand dollars. So, but um, well, I built I built a Pro Four X. Yep. With the options that I would be interested in being the oddball consumer that actually wants to use a truck as a truck. And it was still only like $48,000. So again, Which, for me, cheapest. That, that, that is good guy. It, uh, the pro, uh, the crew crack, crew cab pro X starts at 38, nine. Um, I think this truck of all these new trucks, this would be the one that if you had to actually put money on this would be the one that you probably would go with because it is yeah. the simpler, uh, it's the simplest of all of them. Yeah, 100% and it gives it you, is. And it's the, uh, it's the simplest of all of them. And it has a V6 because it had, uh, it only comes with one engine, a 3.8 liter V6. It's one of three V6s on this whole, four V6s yeah. on this whole list. And, um, it, it's. I mean, it's, the, the V. It, go ahead. I was gonna say it's interesting to me that it is a relatively new design truck, but somehow it's the oldest technology truck on the list. Well, I think uh, we talked about this before when this truck first came out. I thought they did a really good job of with the last version of this truck. They upgraded the engine in this last year, right? Yep. And then the next year they upgraded the whole truck and they kept the engine that was a, essentially Smart. a year old. Smart. Right. I think that more companies used to do back in the day. I remember, remember we used to talk about all the time how BMW used to do this thing where they're flip flop. They'll give the car a new look and then they'll uh one one recycle, then they'll upgrade the engine and they used to yes. hopscotch do that. Which I don't now everything gotta be all new all at the same time, which I kind of disagree with. But uh yeah, it is probably the simplest of all of these trucks. It is probably going to be the cheapest. It's probably going to be the one you get the best deal on. And it's also going to probably be the one that sells the least. <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, because it's, yeah. it's the least in-demand popularity yep. contest vehicle. 
Um, so yeah, I thought you'd like that one. The truck that um, the next oldest is the Gladiator. Um, the Gladiator is a weird uh, puppy. Um, <laughs> uh, the cheapest it Gladiator is the is second. Th- it is the second most expensive truck on my list. I built a Rubicon as I would drive it, and the thing is seventy three thousand dollars. Have you seen a Gladiator? What in the world? Who is the mental illness is a real problem. Get help, folks. This episode is not sponsored by BetterHelp, but if you need to speak to a (laughs) professional before spending $73,000 on a truck, contact a mental health professional using a service like BetterHelp. Who is buying a, 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 a gladiator with a 150 year old engine in it for $73,000? Are you kidding me? The weirdest thing about the gladiator is what the two things that stood out to me about the gladiators three, I, I'm adding to it. Three, there is, they, Jeep is purposely trying to confuse you with these trims. I can't come up with a better reason. <laughs> it seems like some of these different trims is just color and stickers. I have, uh, I couldn't make be. sense of it. It's gotta be what it is. Because <laughs> uh, I don't understand how you get 73 different trims with the same truck and the same engine. <laughs> I, I just don't understand it. Um, the cheapest way that it starts is like $38,000, which yeah, is good legitimately luck one of those. You yeah, find with, me one for sale somewhere for under 40. Go. It's brand new, which is legitimately $10,000 more expensive, more than $10,000 more expensive than the next, than, than the cheapest option on this whole list. Yeah, it's so stupid. And in my opinion, it is probably the least trucky of all of these things. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yes, <laughs> the only truck that's less of a truck. Well, I've got two. No, I wouldn't say that. I would not even say that. I would say the one that uh, that most people would say is less of a truck. It has a completely different mission. Hmm. That that's the oh and and. This truck, I say, is, is least the least truck. It got the smallest bed. It's it tiny. Just, it, it's and it's small, ugly. And it has a it, it tows the least. <laughs> and it's ugly. And oh, and Bill says it's ugly. I, so when I put when I did this, the highest trim that I saw at the time was a high altitude. And then I looked at the yeah, website I don't know again. What kind of crack smoking moron is buying a high altitude version of this truck? That so, dude must be eighty six years old and wants a cool Jeep truck, but kind of wants to be comfortable. And sold his business for seventeen million dollars and doesn't care. You know what? I lied. There is one reason to buy a Gladiator. One. It is the only truck on this list that you can get a diesel with. 
Yeah, I definitely option mine with a diesel. <laughs> it's the only truck on this list you can get a diesel in. There are two trucks on this list that you can get a manual in. This is one of them, and the Toyota is the other one. Um, but this is the only one you can get a diesel in. But at this point, I mean, why in this thing? I don't. This is the truck I like the least. I, I'll just put it that way. <laughs> we, we we need to pause for a moment. I'm going to run downstairs and then we'll resume shortly. And we're back. So after Bill had to go deal with some stuff, we're back. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get off the Jeep train real quick because Jeep has aggravated us enough today. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know what you're doing. Um, uh, so that leads that currently the oldest vehicle on the list and the reason there's what there's another vehicle on the list that i i had to add i added to a different spreadsheet i forgot to add, send it to myself but anyway um which is the ridge line i i know you don't necessarily like this this vehicle i call the jeep the, the least truckiest of all these trucks because i believe the ridge line is a truck for the people like me who don't really need a truck to do truck stuff all the time and it's a different kind of truck for you. Um, I I think that vehicles is undervalued a lot, but you know that's just my opinion. It does have a 3.5 liter V6 in it. It is naturally aspirated. It does have an automatic in it. It drives like a a, 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 a Honda Pilot. Uh, it is nowhere close it, to being it a, is, a Honda Pilot. Because it is a Honda Pilot. Uh, it uh, it's supposed to get redone next year, uh, which would mean that it gets all the new stuff that the current Honda Pilot and stuff gets, which I think makes it more capable than I needed to be, and probably more capable than most people needed to be. And but most people won't even look at it because they don't consider that it a truck. Can I just say this? I have in in the time we have done our podcast. I have softened my position on the Honda Ridgeline. Mm -hmm. And honestly, the, to me, the use case for a Honda Ridgeline is more valuable to me currently than several of these other trucks on the list. Mm -hmm. And if, if I needed a truck to not ever get dirty and to be pretty practical and drive around town and run errands and maybe go to the home Depot and pick up some stuff. And, you know, maybe my kids got football camp and I'm throwing a bunch of dirty stuff in the back that I don't stink mm -hmm. up the inside of the truck or that kind of stuff. This is a better value than the Tacoma. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I agree with you. I understand. But uh, I know for the longest time we had a disagreement because you're a truck guy and, and we go, and because and, we disagree. And I get it. I mean, it's it is not <laughs> it is not an off road built rugged truck, but it's a Honda. It's going to last forever, and yep. because it's still just a naturally aspirated V six, I would say this is a more solid truck drivetrain than that new Tacoma. Yeah, and part of it is I'll tell you how to build things that usually last, but. Every new vehicle has new vehicle issues, and there are going to be issues with that Toyota. Hundred percent, it's, it's going to happen. Hundred um, percent. Uh, 
it's probably going to have less than most new vehicles because the Toyota, but it's, I know you, you, I agree with you for the, for you, that vehicle does things that you don't want it to do. It don't need it to do. It's more complicated than it, it needs to be. At the same time, you, I don't, you and people who use trucks the way you do are that truck ain't for you right i just don't think it's for you no more uh it, it it's for people who want to look cool and tough and carolina squatted even though it's illegal now oh man <laughs> come on now and, and all these other dumb things, all these other things that we don't do not like. We we have gotten really old over the, over the years. Boy, <laughs> have we, man! Uh, but yeah, uh, I, and I built I built a Ridgeline the way I would buy it, and I mean the way I would buy it, and it was fifty two thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. So not yeah. not ridiculous, not bad actually. Fifty two thousand dollars. They this thing is supposed to range from uh, of base price. Uh, $38,000 to $46,000. You built one for $52,000, which is undercuts probably every truck on this list in its top trim. It probably is second to top trim. And right. it's going to be a Honda and it's going to work. And when you go that, to Lowe's, right. when you go to Lowe's, you're 10 times a year, no, no, 12 times a year. I'll give you once a month that <laughs> and pick up nothing bigger <laughs> than flower pots. Right. And, <laughs> That that's gonna be the one for you. The last truck on the list, though, is the one I don't know if it's on your list because when I sent this to you, it wasn't on the list. Then I had to add it back to this list. But anyway, it's the Rivian. It's the Rivian R1T. Um, yep, it's on my list. It it is the only it is a mid-sized truck. Yeah, it is the only electric truck on this list. It is. It's supposed to start at seventy-three thousand dollars. I don't know what it maxes out as because I didn't want to. I didn't want to create an account to figure it out. So I did. So I, I don't know what it do. maxes out at, but I built mine the way I would drive around in it, and it was ninety three thousand dollars. Ninety three thousand dollars. So somewhere around about seventy three thousand dollars to the mid nineties. So it and just it just just FYI, when the truck first came out, and you could imagine an R one T on the website because I think that's what they call it instead of building price. Um, same truck, same basic configurations because the options haven't changed. Uh, I kind of waffle on what paint color I would drive around in every day, but that ain't that big of a difference. I was able to build this truck the way I would drive it for like 81. So mm -hmm. $12,000 in price increases in two years. It's called yeah. two and a half years. Yeah, That's, yeah. that's pretty yeah. nuts. That's pretty nuts. F one fifty did a same a similar thing, uh, all, but at the same time, it's still nuts. I don't care. Um, it is by far the most powerful truck. In oh, hundred percent. Uh, I mean, the 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 least powerful one is six hundred horsepower, six hundred foot pounds of touch uh, torque, and the most powerful one is nine hundred and eight horsepower and eight hundred and thirty five foot foot pounds of torque. And technically, it has the highest towing capacity at 11,000 pounds. But with any electric vehicle, and especially electric trucks, when you tow, you're going to cut down on your range. And then, you know, now you, that's just what it is. But 
I know you liked that truck a lot when it first kind of the thoughts before it came out, and you actually you did a reservation for it, didn't you? No, I never did a no, reservation you did one, for it. You did one for the Bronco, right? But uh, I, first of all, I only ever seen this truck in green. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm convinced they don't sell one in a different color because I ain't never no, seen. No, they do. I've seen, I've seen several different colors. I've seen black, white, blue. They're they're pretty popular, and actually, there's a white R1S in Ashboro now. I just saw it yesterday for the first time. Yeah, I I I I don't think it's the same person because I've seen them in two different directions at the same on the same trip. I was like, that ain't the same truck. But anyway, and both of them are green. So I don't know if they got together and planned that out or whatever. But that's what. <laughs> um, so that's I think the, you're missing one. Which one? I think you're missing the Santa Cruz. Uh, no, I did not put the Santa Cruz on there because it is smaller than the Maverick. I think you'd be surprised to see its dimensions are not that dissimilar than the Honda Ridgeline. The Honda is like a foot longer than that. Mm. I'm going to Google it. I'm Googling it's it. It's not. It's not. The wheelbase on the Santa Cruz is 118 inches. The wheelbase on the Ridgeline is 125. Seven inches. I said seven total length. inches. Total seven length. inches. Total length is 210 inches on the Ridgeline and 195 on the Santa Cruz, 15 inches. So, like length. I said, a foot. That's your, uh, but that's bumpers. That's bumpers. I ain't got nothing to do with nothing. That's bumpers. But if you're gonna, if you're gonna say that, then the Maverick is bigger than uh, the Maverick should be on this list too, and I wouldn't count that on there as, as well. But if you do, I, you did. The the Santa Cruz is wider than the Maverick. It's taller than the Maverick. It's longer than the Maverick. No, it is shorter than the Maverick. So this is this is my thing. I think anyway. It, if the R1T can make the list being bigger than all of these trucks, then the Santa Cruz being just smaller, I think they blur the line on both sides. That's the reason why I said it, because I wanted to have that part of the conversation. I get and that if, it is a compact crossover truck, but it is not, it, it is a lot closer to mid-sized than you realize well and, and, and that, for that matter the maverick ain't that far off that's what i was gonna say if we're gonna add that on there then we're gonna have that we i i i will i would heed to your argument if we will uh add the maverick as well okay that's fine we'll add the maverick as well okay All so right. that being said are we gonna also add these other new trucks that aren't out yet but are due out in the next year first of all if you say one of them electric trucks that ain't gonna never happen, then I didn't know. I'm gonna say four of these electric trucks that probably ain't never gonna happen, but they're all due out in the next year. But they also said that last year and the year before that. But you can say them all. But first, before we, before we go to these fictional trucks <laughs> that ain't gonna never exist, uh, um, of though if we add those two on the list, uh, the Maverick and the Santa Cruz, zipped. Yeah, the Maverick and the Santa Cruz. I would like to say I would go with Maverick over all of this stuff because it just fits my lifestyle better. However, comma, pause for effect. 
Now with a $15,000 daggone market adjustment. Yes, that's a very <laughs> good point. It, it, as long, if we're not having the price conversation, yeah. then, then, then I'm also buying the Maverick in the trimmer package. The trimmer package of the Maverick, I think is dope. Um, I would probably go with the four. I would probably skip the hybrid and go with the uh, with the, the most smaller. the nicest the 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 nicest version. What is it? Oh gosh, I can't remember. But you can't other. get but you can't get four wheel drive in the non hybrid unless you get the trimmer. Oh uh, no no! I thought it was the four by the four by X was you got the the turbo four wheel drive and the, the four by X as well. Uh, maybe I don't, don't have one on my list, so I didn't look it up. But okay. um, but uh, the, my knock on the Maverick, I would go there if it wasn't for that price adjustment and for the fact that it feels, from every account that I've seen, it feels like the cheaper vehicle. Hmm. It feels it feels like it's it's supposed to cost twenty thousand dollars, and it feels yes. like it's twenty thousand dollars. And if it costs yes. twenty thousand dollars, then you can okay, cool. I know what I'm doing. But yes. at thirty five thousand dollars, I'm not it, doing that. That's stupid. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, so if I had to pick what again, I would go probably go go back to the Honda. Number two on the list would probably be the Denali, and number three on the list would probably would be even though it's not no because that ain't real yet uh it'd be the it'd be the nissan there i said it it'd be the nissan okay because vqv6 baby yeah all right now talk about this now talk about all right so let's talk about that they're gonna never (laughs) yeah let's talk about these fantasy trucks all right fantasy trucks i'm gonna start with the one that's least likely to happen anytime soon and that I care the least about the Atlas motors, which is actually now changed names to some other company because they got bought out and their investments. Now it's like NXU incorporated or something. I mean, it's just, they, they are on the slippery slope to not exist in, in the not too distant future. So, okay. So Atlas motors pick up, do what? (laughs) I don't even remember that one. That's how much I didn't. That's the one that is supposed to. to That's the one that's supposed to have like uh, electric hub motors. The motors were in the hubs at all four wheels, and they're going to use like the old GM plant. So the thing was already going to look a lot like a Chevy Silverado. The styling on it has changed some um, to its current iteration, but it still looks like it is a long ways from ever being in production. So. Anyway, we'll roll on from that one, even though they keep saying it's going to come out. Next one that is least likely to happen anytime soon, but we could all be surprised. If it does happen, Stanley would be super excited, and it'll probably go straight to the top of his list. And that would Um, be... First of all, real quick, let's go back to Atlas. It does kind of look cool, even though it doesn't exist. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, So the next one is... I'm going to I'm going to call it what my nickname for it's going to be until it eventually comes out the Polestar truck. <laughs> because because that's what Stanley's going to want it to be and he's going to love it. So Volvo is owned by and Polestar is owned by a parent company called Geely 
and Geely has started shipping some units in China of the Radar RD6 pickup truck. And there is talks because they've already applied for all the crash testing and all the standards. There is talks that it will be brought to the U.S. under the Volvo name plate or possibly as a new offshoot brand from Volvo of Geely. Um, but yes, the Geely Radar RD6. They definitely got to do right. something with that name. But I'm looking this up right now because I've never heard of this one. Uh all right, so initial it impressions has, it, is... It has all, right. all the internal stuff that the Polestar has, so it would tick all of Stanley's geek boxes. Oh, gosh. First of all, I do have geek boxes. Second of all, even though I identify or, uh, or run parallel to that comment, I, uh, I don't like it. <laughs> you don't like the truck? Uh, no, 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 uh, uh, no, no, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, I think it looks like a, a worse looking, uh, Honda Ridgeline. Yep. That's, that's kind of my opinion. I agree. Okay. <laughs> Next on my list of probably not happening anytime soon, but they do appear based on web activity videos and marketing materials to be a little closer than the last two. And that's Panu, C-A-N-O-O, and their weird truck that it's like an homage to the old Volkswagen transporter trucks that has like fold down flaps from the sides of the bed and an extending bed and just this bizarre multi-purposed thing that I actually kind of dig because it is so different from everything else that's out there. And if I picture like a pickup truck in demolition, man, this is the pickup truck I see like in my mind's eye. It looks like uh, the future of a pickup truck. Uh, I, I, now that I'm looking at a picture of it, I remember us talking about it. I remember seeing it. Um, it is, they have oh. driving prototypes. This is a vehicle that is nearer to production status. Uh, I'll, to be honest, I like the van SUV thingy looking one better, but yeah. I don't well, hate it. That's just, now wait a minute now. That's just this truck with their camper shell on it. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah. That makes it even cooler, doesn't it? It like turns it into like a camper, but that's this truck with a camper shell on it. Oh yeah, yeah. Now that I'm seeing a bigger picture, oh, huh. Um, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Um, um isn't that weird? Because I'm the same way. I'm like, you know what? I'm not mad at it. I mean, it don't look like a truck, but I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at not to be honest. I'm not mad at none of that. I, I'm mad at everything about the Cybertruck, but not this. Yeah, we're not <laughs> even talking about the Cybertruck. Okay, yeah. and then and then last, um, and I put it just fractionally closer to production than the canoe, only because there are multiple working prototypes being driven around, and that's the Alpha Wolf electric truck. 
and it's my favorite because it looks like a 1982 Toyota SR5. It looks like Marty McFly's truck as an electric truck. All right. I'm, I'm... Oh, I don't. I'm, to be honest, is is the blue one the only color that they? Oh, no, no. Color. Keep scrolling down. They got other models, other configurations, and like accessory packages and. No, that's what I'm saying. They've got multiple working prototypes that are real vehicles that are being driven. Like, I feel like they're just one step closer to being in production um, than the canoe, but just. I'm not but, mad at that at all, either. Uh, to a, be honest. It's a good looking truck, isn't it? And it even looks like a truck. I'm not even a lot of all the EV trucks in this category. That's the best looking one. That's why I saved it opinion. for last. That's that, why I that is one hundred percent the best looking for one. So if you ain't seen this, yeah, Google Alpha Wolf truck. I, I that is for lack of better. Yeah, that that's dope. I could actually see you drive. Look at that. the look at the interior pictures of that thing and tell me it's not like just the right amount of retro and modern. I'm trying to get to the. I I got stuck on this one that looked like a buggy thing uh-huh the green oh that's dope I yeah, like go that back to the dark blue one and look at the interior on it i'm, I'm trying to get i'm trying to get that alpha all right that's a that's a kind of dumb name though i I'm i just, agree <laughs> i agree i think they'll just call it the alpha wolf and i think that's what they're going for uh oh I'm not really mad at that either. No, one thing I hate, I do not like about electric vehicles is the the lack of gauge traditional gauge clusters. It is a bad idea. I like this. I really do like this a lot. Well, hmm. but before you close that page, when you get just look at their, they have a large list of vehicles they're working on. Um, I don't know that any of them are any closer. But they are all this kind of like retro future cool look. This company has some pretty ambitious plans. And I I, I kind of dig their their styling uh goals. Okay, so that being said, I'm gonna run down the ones we don't get that I wish we got. So they're on my right. list. There's the Toyota Hilux. Now, what I like to do, because I like to occasionally go look on the Australian websites for these companies. But if you're going to build in price in Australia, you need a postcode. So if you type in toyota.au and you want to do a building price, just know you need a postcode. So just do a quick Google search, look up some Australian postcodes, um, you know, find one you like, and then just use that for all of your building prices um, so that your pricing is similar because their prices do vary from one part of the country to another. I personally just use 2430 as the postcode. I can remember it. And that's just my postcode I use for all my Australian truck builds or vehicle builds. So that's my uh, pro can tip. I, can I have you pause real quick? Yeah. So I'm still stuck on this whole Alpha Wolf thing because you, okay. you did a thing. All right. I, I broke the, the podcast. Yeah. You, did you podcast? see the radio? Yes. Kind of want this. Kind of, kind of want it. <laughs> I knew, I knew that you would like it. 
and it, I mean, I'm telling you, I don't want to derail the whole show, but you need to go to vehicles and go to the Ace PE. That's like their performance edition, and it's like an electric Datsun 510. I won't even get into some of the other ridiculous stuff they've got on there, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> 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 that is all gone. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. Now, now I like because I'm a I'm a weirdo and wants a rally version of everything. The Jax CUV, which is basically like the off road Ace, that's the one I want. But I knew you would like that PE. Now the Super Ace is ridiculous. It's like the race car version. But look at the Jax. That's the one. That's the next one you need to look at. Oh. The Jackson's the one I saw. Yes, I saw that. That is, I knew that 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 is that car right there is dope, and that's the first that's the first one of the non trucks that I saw. But <clears throat> I know you said that uh, you you're going to talk about these trucks from in other markets. I'm just going to let you know right now in advance. I'm not paying attention to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got you on to something else. This is like we're back to the very first podcast where I turned you on to bring a trailer. And just yeah. reset your brain. Uh, this, uh, you are now stuck on Alpha Motors. And hey, look, we're both wagon guys, so they have an estate. You need to check out that estate. Go to the Saga Estate and have a look at that. I'm telling you, I'm a big fan of this company. I, I have been looking at their stuff for a minute. They even have what could only be described as a two door 70 series <laughs> Land Cruiser. Uh, I mean, they, they are hitting all the right switches, the, the Rex, the black Rhino, uh, the wolf truck, they have a wolf plus a super wolf. Well, I just started you out with the wolf cause I knew it would be on topic and it would get you on there. So I'm um, yeah, dude, they're all good. This, I like this company, <laughs> which, which one are you looking at right now? Super wolf. <laughs> uh, this ain't this ain't even my genre. This ain't my this ain't my thing. Electric pickups ain't your thing, but look where no, you're no. at. Like trucky trucks that you know, I, I I just don't have a use case for one. <laughs> but man, you know what? I don't hope I, I I completely derail what we're talking about. What I <laughs> don't want to happen is somebody to get one of these and they treat it like they treat the comas now. Right, right. Oh. Dude, just just click on the Adventure Series Rex and look at it pulling a camper trailer. I'm telling you, dude, gonna mess you up. Oh man, I'm just I'm here. I'm uh, uh, I'm I'm oh, and then they oh, I like the color too. I don't know if that's I, I like, orange. See, or I like the pink. green color. Have, if you're if you look at the Wolf Plus, which is basically just the extended cab Wolf, if you, this like a greenish brown color, that's my jam. Uh -huh. I'm all about that Wolf Plus. I like the fact that they're not they're 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 not afraid of color because I don't, I don't understand why people are, are so afraid of color nowadays. Cars got dull for a minute with colors. And then, I mean, colors used to be, from what I understand, talking to my uncles and stuff, way more colorful and more vibrant back in the day. Oh, yeah, but 100%. It's like, 
Man, 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 man. You dig it? Man, you done did you done did a thing to me. I uh, um, you're digging. Did you uh, look at the did you look at the montage? I'm just clicking through the the you, go the, to the montage and tell me what your opinion. I want your uh, initial impression. Go back up the, and click montage. Uh, on the all right, where is montage on this thing? Where where the heck is montage at? Go to vehicles. Uh huh. It's under Ace PE. Okay. All right. Oh oh oh! I thought you were talking about like they just showed all the vehicles. No no, it's the name. Oh. Oh, man, I could drive that to work every day right there. <laughs> oh, that's date night car. Oh, man, I like that. I like that. Dude, I ain't seen it. Uh, I'm Did not going to see the like, price. We, look at the price. No, I, look, I'm not trying to be depressed right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is a $500,000 car. You know what? If I had five hundred thousand dollars just throw at a car, that means I got other cars, and I might just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it, dude. I I I'm not gonna lie to you, dude. You just showed me probably my favorite car of the year with this HP. I'm not even gonna lie to you. It's it is it is a hundred percent an electric Datsun five ten, is it not? <laughs> yes, it is, and um, I don't know if we ever really got in this. The, the Datsun 510 has always been in the upper echelon list of my favorite cars ever. Did you um, look at the Did you look at the Super Ace just to see the race car version of it? Um, I'm doing it right now, actually. Um, but uh, my uncle's friend had one back in the day, and I tried to get him to sell me that. Oh my gosh! You know what this is? You know what this is? You know you. you these car, this car gives me the same vibe as that Hyundai uh, concept yes. car that they decided to build. The N, yes. Yeah. Oh man, these. Oh, this is that. Oh, this is the right is approach, not, isn't it? This is the why right approach. Is this not for sale. But the crazy thing is, and I'm willing to bet, and I don't know that much about this company. And you probably know way more about this company, so I'm going to ask you. I don't know. You, I'm. They're still new to me. Um. So you remember how we talked about things that pe- these co- companies should be doing, and I was like, "Hey, bring Oldsmobile back, one chassis, do a a a, a coupe, a sedan, and an SUV. Don't change the chassis size, just change the body, right?" Yep. This reminds me. I'm getting that vibe from this company. It's like, "Hey, we're gonna build one thing, which is gonna make it look different." Every time. Oh, man. I like this. I like this a lot. And you know what? Really? This is, if you go to... Even the, like, race, even the race, yeah, the racing even, one looks like it, it doesn't look nothing that non-production ready. Right. It's not outlandish. It's not stupid show car only things. I might want to invest in these people. <laughs> this is, listen, when I started looking at them and I first come across that truck, because that's where I, I saw the truck on a list of like future EVs to know about, right? Uh-huh. 
so I go to their website and I do the thing that everybody does. And I click on like about the company and then I read like uh, the info page and look at the info on the company and like who they are, um, their community tab, all that kind of stuff. And, and I read, I don't remember where, what page it was on. It may have been after I like went and started following them on all the social medias, but this is their tagline. This is their like byline of their company, right? They're AMC Alpha Motor Corporation. That's their name. So if you're looking for mm. them, mm. Th- their tag, next generation classic cars. Mm. Genius. So genius. So so did you go to the Brent, the black uh rhino link? The right black. on the website. And they got the SUV. They got the oh, SUV yes. there. Yes, with those white wheels. Y- yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, Isn't that like pretty. a cool old two-door? Like oh man. Oh, I'm getting the feels. I'm not even, man, bro, I'm not even, look, I know we're supposed to be talking about the rest of these trucks. I'm not <laughs> even, I'm probably going to be here the rest of this weekend. <laughs> Just geeking out on their stuff. Well, listen, I'll run you through the list because these are all very similar vehicles. So okay. in the rest of the world, there's the Toyota Hilux. Um, and I looked at it in Australia. You know, they have an SR5 and I mean, they've just got options. There's the Nissan Navara. Uh, you can get it in a Pro X4, and I actually think it's a little cooler than the uh, whatever the American Nissan is. My brain's so distracted by Frontier. watching you watch, yeah, watching you be excited about these cars. I don't know if you, man, did at... you see the, the interior of the Jacks? Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. So the, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, there's so many of them that I would just drive the absolute mess out of, but the Saga estate, if you haven't looked at it yet, that's that, that's the one, like I would drive that thing every day. It's, it even has like the cool, like houndstooth upholstered like seats anyway. All right. Back to these trucks in the rest of the world. If you haven't looked at the Mazda BT 50, very interesting looking truck. It's got like the front end from a CX 50 on a pickup truck. It's just very interesting. Um, and then of course there's right. the Mitsubishi, the tight, the right, Triton. I'm comment on that one. I, cause I'm, 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 you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm a down. So I'm gonna minimize this website. I'm gonna pay your attention. I apologize. Um, yep. so, so I, why does Mazda not have a truck in the United States of America? Because Mazda years ago thought the only way they could effectively sell a truck in the U.S. is mm-hmm. if they partnered with another brand and they tried to partner with Ford and they did okay, but they but Ford sold cheap Rangers and expensive Rangers and that didn't leave a spot for Mazda to excel at. I, I, agree, that- I, I agree with you and I remember that. My question is, why, especially now that Mazda has the, a rear-wheel drive ch- chassis for a that they're using on the CX-90. I, 
No, I think the they can't only, do it. This is the reason. I think the only reason why they can't do it is because in the rest of the global market, they've got diesel engine options and they don't have they don't have enough drivetrain range to bring a truck to the U.S. market and be able to hit both ends of the fuel economy spectrum without spending an absolute ton of money. And look, we just talked about all these different brands. This segment, while it's hot, it's pretty crowded. So. Yeah. The amount of money you got to spend to get into it, if you already have a competitive truck in the rest of the world, to do a second version of that truck is expensive. I think that's the reason why they're not here. Um, I, anyway, Azuzu D Max, also a cool truck in the rest of the world. Okay. We don't we don't get it in the U.S. Um, this one is the one that honestly, if I if one was going to come to the U.S. market, this is the one I would want to see the most. Okay. The the Volkswagen Amarok. The Volkswagen Amarok. People, they, uh, and the Matt, uh, to be honest, I'm looking up something about the Volkswagen Group right now. Um, and get this, the, the Vol Volkswagen, the Volkswagen Amarok shares its platform, Toyota Hilux. I thought it shared it with the Ford. Oh, maybe that's what it anyway. is. Maybe it's the Ranger. I was one of the two. Oh. Sorry, I could have misspoke. Oh. It is late. Oh. You 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 good? Um. And the reason why I said the reason why I was looking at uh, Volkswagen things wasn't for the Amarok. The Amarok they have been talking about for forever, trying to get that vehicle here. And to for the life of me, of all the European companies that probably could sell a truck in the United States of America, it probably could be Volkswagen, because if it was it had a Mercedes, if Mercedes brought one of their trucks or something over here, some of their trucks and stuff, besides the metrics and stuff, they're just not going to sell it. It just it it it's it 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 ain't gonna be a, it it just won't fit. People in America ain't ready for a Mercedes Benz truck or a BMW truck, but people Volkswagen is the the mainstream brand of that that automotive group, and they probably could. Um, they I would think they would have to. I don't know if they could go head to head with with Toyota, and they're gonna want to beat Toyota. And and I just don't think they can do it. I think I right mean, now this is the best opportunity they're ever going to get because all they could do is sell a truck in the U.S. that don't have a battery in a drivetrain, and I think they'd do okay. Because I, I I really think well, there's oh, still an, a market of people who don't want that. Oh, absolutely. There's market of people who want don't want that. But Toyota Toyota trucks have a mystique about them you know what i mean i mean you're a toyota guy i agree they do you're not right they have a it, people drive to buy tacomas like people buy f-150s it's like they don't they don't shop they just go right. buy they another just go from one to the next one <laughs> yeah. right no you're right you're correct but but yeah the, the amarok i've been hearing about that truck how awesome that truck was for forever i saw a couple of them when i was in afghanistan and I thought it was really cool. That's also the first time I've ever seen a Ford Everest, which is another vehicle that I never understood why I didn't come, why I didn't come to the States. But, yeah, uh, no, I agree. But uh, the thing I was looking up was uh, there were rumors a couple months ago, and for the life of me, I cannot think of what it is. 
Volkswagen is bringing an electric truck brand to the States. And one of the places that they were looking at doing it, uh, it was in the Carolinas. I think it was South, I think it was close to Columbia. Um, oh gosh, what's the name? It was an old name. Scout. 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 Yeah, they're bringing back Scout. Yeah. They may do an EV truck off of that. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure it's going to be EV only, actually. Yeah. So anyway, and then last but not least, in Australia, you can still buy a 70 Series Land Cruiser truck, just so you know. <laughs> brand new, brand new, and they know they're so awesome. It's like buying a Ferrari. They don't even put the price tag on the website. You got to contact the dealer to get a price. They're that freaking cool, and they've been on sale for 35 years, and they haven't changed a thing yeah yeah so so anyway so that was my rundown of the cars we don't get but hey listen i'm just glad i could share alpha motors with you and let's just talk about the fact that on that cool two-door rex suv you can get that thing with a bench seat why are there not more vehicles selling a bench seat because you know it's just like manuals people don't think that's besides us who don't people don't see the value in it it's like i'll give you a different example uh, uh, uh it kind of is 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 is, is, is it, it's same line so we were looking for dagger suvs and we ended up buying the six five right and yeah. um but we looked at getting a three-row suv not necessarily needing a three row all the time. If the, the third row was going to be down most of the time, but you know, on the occasion that we got to move around more people, because this essentially is going to replace was going to replace the van, right? Why is it you can't get you have to drop down and trim in order to get a bench seat in the second row in almost every SUV? Because car makers have lost touch with the reality. I but I wanted to go there, and that was my default answer. And then I talked to a more more guy. I talked to some of the guys at work and everything, and they see it. And I guess it's it's backed up because they kind of the, the manufacturers or some of the car guys on on YouTube and stuff kind of talk about this as well. It's like having captain's chairs in that second row is. They see it as more luxurious. And I don't understand that. I don't either. First of all, your toddler's back there. How luxurious do you think your toddler's life needs to be? Yeah, look, my kids. They're got, a toddler. Uh, yeah, they in a car seat. <laughs> you know? Luxury but, should not play a factor in their life. Yeah, it's like. You know what they get well, as luxurious? Food. Air conditioning. Yeah. That's the kid luxury. Captain's chair, don't need it. TV yeah, in I, the back seat, don't need it. And the same thing I would go with that you these car companies advertise utility. They 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 use you they use utility as a tagline. 
but true utility is making a vehicle more versatile. Right. 100%. So, 100% accurate. Preach so, on Brother Stanley. So when you make a vehicle more uh, more versatile, the most versatile vehicle, one of the most versatile vehicles on the market, has, it, it has been station wagons, right? Yep. However, we could, Americans got off the station wagon, and then we moved to minivans, and then we stopped putting that on bench seats in the second row of minivans. Which made it less practical. It's like, well, the kids need to get to the back. Then lift the, the hit the button and the seat moves forward. I mean, we did it in the eighties. Kids still built the same way now. That's they right. Can, <laughs> they can still shimmy. Yeah, I mean, if I can see grown men shimmy their butt back there, I know these little kids. They they probably cut a cartwheel getting back there. You know, hundred <laughs> percent. But anyway. Yeah, the reason why there are no more bench seats is because, be honest, people nowadays think they look cheap and old. Mm. And I don't like it. They're wrong. They're wrong. I mean, I get it, but they're wrong. Uh, I, I would. That's why this this Saga Estate from Alpha Motors is the most versatile vehicle because it has mud terrain tires and it's a station wagon. Yeah, but anywho, I think we've been on here a little long. We have. It's uh, been a long episode, but it's been a minute. And yep. now we have a new favorite car brand to keep track of. Yep, because it is in the favorites on my Dago web browser. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Has been added. A matter of fact, I, I have the Tex Cosa. <laughs> and and <Dave. laughs> Yep. But yeah, bro, uh, I'm, uh, I'm reaching out. I'm reaching out to this company. I mean, I'm 100% going to try to talk to somebody. Uh, I'm I'm super excited. I just think it's a cool brand. It's a cool mission. I don't know how they're going to make it or not, but I want them to. Yeah. Oh man, both of us are yarding there. How do we share yarns from 300 miles away? Anyway, it's a, it's a <laughs> zoom zoom yarn. Zoom yarn. All right, bro. Let's do this. I know we got schedules, but. Let's do this weird. Let's try to get back on on our schedule and Let's uh, do that. letting all these that people, good. letting all these people that we love dictate our schedules. How it's going? Well, they're they're going to keep doing that, but yeah, I'm with yeah. you. Anyway, night, Bill. All right, good night, Stanley. Bye, everybody.